Hello, everyone. This is Ed K. Smith, the co-host of The Asset Show, here with the host of the show, Mr. Rob K. How are you, Rob? Good, mate. Yourself? I'm fantastic. Thank you. Um, we're, we're, Rob and I are doing a bit of a just a, a Rob and Ed show today. There's um, a lot to talk about that's happened in both the space of Web3, crypto, uh, et cetera, and, and domain names. So a lot to cover. Uh, we've got some interesting comparisons to talk about, about crypto and domain names. And of course, things that have happened with Terra Luna and the, the massive crash that happened there that most people in crypto land uh, would be aware of unless they're living under a rock. Hey, Rob. Um, yep. So, and yeah, so it's, uh, we've, we've got a lot to discuss. So let's get cracking and um, get into it. Um, I was reading just today, and the day we're recording this is the 18th of May, um, and there was a, a really good article in the Australian Financial Review uh, by Jonathan Shapiro, and it's entitled What We've Learned from Crypto's Crash. And he made some, some, some good points um, in there, and I'm going to read some of this stuff right off there, so excuse me for that, but that's the best way to do it. And he started off by saying that dust is finally settling after a chaotic and spectacular week in the world of cryptocurrencies that led to $26 billion worth of coins simply vanishing into the digital ether. <laughs> now, I think, I think that statement in itself is, um, is pretty interesting, um, just, just looking at that one, you know. Uh, but it's oh, one of the... Yeah, it's one of those statements that you go far out. You know, it's um, it's it's pretty pretty scary that that happened. And it says naturally, the collapse of the Terra coin has been met with a dose of um, Schadenfreude and a, a deluge of "I told you so" from the no coiners, of which I'm one. However, on a deeper consideration, it is most likely that the events of last week will actually do more to accelerate an adoption of digital currencies than it will to halt and reverse it. And I thought that was really, really interesting um, coming up with, you know, with that opinion for someone who's, who doesn't seem to be a crypto fan. And he said, as one astute macro commentator told his clients this week, as tempting as it is for people like me who never understood the appeal of NFTs and other such innovative, uh, innovation to smirk at the recent unravelling, I think now more than ever before is the time to keep an open mind. As in, might this be a health purge of the worst elements of it? Um, and I was saying to Rob earlier before we started recording, um, you know, I'm, I'm an older dude, I'm in my mid-50s, and uh, Rob remembers as well, even though he's younger than me, that, you know, the whole dot-com crash, um, oh, the internet was never going to work in the, you know, two, 99, 2000, when all this was going on, there was a whole stack of FUD. Um, the, the companies the and businesses were dropping their dot coms because I thought yep. they didn't need them anymore. Yep, and it was never ever going to take off. And there was a huge clean out of just crap things that were overvalued, things that weren't set up properly, that weren't didn't have fundamentals behind it. And in my personal opinion, and uh, on this show, of course, we always say this is not financial advice, do your own research, speak to your financial advisors. This is just Rob and I's opinions on 
what we're talking about here. Um, and I just see the correlation between stuff that happened back then and stuff that's happening now. Okay, it's, it's different things, it's different technologies, but I think stuff that's happened over the last uh, week or two is a, is a clear out for what's coming in the future. What are your thoughts, Rob? Uh, I, I can agree on that. Um, so this could potentially be near a bottom in the cryptocurrency market. You've got to be careful saying those words because you don't want people going, oh, it's the bottom and then investing. We're not saying to do that. But no. Um, it, I mean, in terms of my personal opinion, maybe now for another three to six months, we we go into a capitulation near a bottom. There still could be some, some downward um, momentum to go. But, I mean, what do they say um, where the most money is made um, during, like, the biggest crashes? So, I mean, if we're near the bottom or if we get to the bottom in six months, who knows where it is, for people that actually um, have the guts to invest somewhere there and then imagine if we go up for a couple of years from here then that's that's how a lot of these people make make a lot of money it's just where is the bottom we don't know yeah yeah exactly and i think there's a lot of learnings happening between people in the tech space um, and people in the financial space who are both trying to work out each of their own areas of expertise and I think there's a lot of melding and coming together of, of uh, finance businesses that are seeing the advantage of using the technology of, of the blockchain and the technology people who didn't really understand finance. And I think a lot of that sort of stuff is actually going to be developed stronger from this point on because of this whole clear out and nothing succeeds without failure. Everyone who thinks that you can have success in anything and not have any failures along the way obviously doesn't understand life because no. that's not how that's how life works. You, you, there's constantly testing and measuring, um, and there's always bad actors. Like people talk about cryptocurrency, blockchain space as if uh, bad actors have only now started to exist and using the systems for fraudulent. Activity. They're just scamming or pyramid schemes, and, yeah. and there are. But the, I mean, we yeah, don't know what the figures are. Probably ninety percent. I just made that figure up. But ninety percent of like these fifteen, sixteen thousand cryptos are, are probably yeah worthless. And they'll, they'll go. They'll crap. go to zero. A lot of them will go to zero. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk, who I've followed for for many many years, and I think he's always nails it. He's he, he never starts talking about stuff and he, until he's spent a minimum of 50 hours deep diving into a subject. And he puts himself on the record and he's like, I can't pick a time that he's been wrong because he, he won't start talking about stuff until he's absolutely 100%. And he talks about this with NFTs, uh, non-fungible tokens. Um, and uh, he's saying 98% of non-fungible tokens in the current form that they are as in personal profile pictures. So like, you know, the pictures of uh, um, chimps or apes, board ape or club is a, an example. 
a lot of pro, uh, uh, NFTs like that will end up probably being worthless um, as time goes by. And the cream will always float to the top. But value has to be provided. Utility has to be provided. And this is only one use case of a non-fungible token, um, yeah. the, the personal profile picture. There's a lot more that we're going to see. There's so much more to come with the usage of and NFTs. That's what people, people who just, you can't be closed-minded. No. You can't dangerous. say that, um, you know, .eth domain names or .crypto aren't going to be big in the future. Or remember when people were saying .xyz is just uh, a useless extension? Well, now it's picking up in the tech and crypto industry. Um, you yeah. can't... You can't say NFTs on closed-minded, they're useless. Well, they might be useless now um, for 98% of them, but in the future, we don't even, I mean, music NFTs haven't even really hit yet. Um, there's no. all kinds of utility that is going to come to NFTs. Um, we mentioned it on a show a couple of shows back with Andrew Miller. Um, yeah. I mean, there might be a point where your local gym um, has a thousand NFTs and you're not allowed to enter the gym unless you buy an NFT. And that's a utility in itself. You're, you're part of the gym club. I mean, NFTs haven't started. No, no. We, I, I think, uh, yeah, you, you'll dot, you'll, come on, Ed, get the words out. You're spot on with saying that you've got to keep an open mind. And I think there's a lot of people right now, they're rubbing their hands with glee saying, oh, crypto's dead. I told you so. No, 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 no. It's not dead. Well, I know that. It's not, it's, it's not. Certainly there's been corrections and huge it's corrections. It's going through a massive correction and then probably a massive capitulation along the bottom for a while. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in my opinion and in my uh, knowledge of what I've seen in the past, and always remember this statement, history leaves clues, okay? So thinking that uh, history hasn't already given us similar lessons to what's happening now is very naive. You need to do your research, people. That's what I say. Look at history. Uh, but I believe in my core that Web3, cryptocurrencies, blockchain, whatever you want to pile them under the terminologies of, hmm. is here to stay. And the Agreed. use cases in 10, 15, 20 years, we'll look back and we'll go, wow, never even considered that would be a use case. There's, there's so much more to come. And the currency side of it, which is the, the, the one that people seem to have the most issue with, um, is only a small fraction of this whole landscape of Web3 stuff we're talking about. Um, and good, good, good point with the history analogy, especially where we are today. Let's not forget, when did the internet literally get bloody turned on it was like 96 that it was mainstream 97 maybe yeah that was that was when the World Wide web so it became functional for your average joe blow to get on and use and the browsers came out netscape navigator and stuff yeah so people but it was didn't forget that google wasn't invented on the internet until what 2004 no not 98 was it 98? It was It was two weeks after my daughter's birthday. I remember it very oh, well. Yeah. So se September 98. So anyway, it took a couple of years for even Google to get turned on once the internet was on. Yeah, yeah. Adoption is, is the thing, right? Your average person on the street right now has no clue what we're talking about. They've probably seen the headlines. They've seen crypto crashes, this and that, all sort of stuff. So there's a lot of fun. And they see it drop by 80 or 90%. So they go, well, I'm not going to invest yeah. any of my money in it. 
Yeah, and just a reminder for those watching this, the share market has also had some major, major <laughs> drawdowns and crashes and stuff. But and this, this is the, pr the problem that everyone's talking about is the cryptocurrency space seems to be tied in uh, with you, the sort of standard normal finance share market. It's, it goes up and down with that. There seems to be a correlation of the two. Yeah, and the most correlation I've noticed, personal opinion, is... When the stock market's crashing, crypto 100% just follows it and crashes. Yeah. When, yeah. when I've noticed often when the stock market's doing fine and recovering and kind of going up, that's when crypto kind of explodes upwards even a bit more oversold exponentially than it needs to. And then, yeah. of course, it corrects. And, and even in the smaller uh, micro of the macro, looking at the the, the Bitcoin as the big daddy of cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Um, it All the other cryptocurrencies are seem to be tied to that. Most all of them. Time. Whenever Bitcoin's crashing, every altcoin, 99.5% yeah. of altcoins crash too. And to me, that is it, it, it's logical in the it's sense of it's, it's humans reacting, but it's not logical mm. in terms like a lot of the cryptocurrencies that I have. Have, they're not cryptocurrencies, right? They're, they're, yeah. tokens, they're tokens that have with a function, utility. They have with a utility, nothing to do with currencies, nothing to do with Bitcoin, but they yeah, so follow Fundamentally, that. those tokens haven't changed the technology. They're following their roadmap. They're being yep. successful, yet bloody yep. Bitcoin drops. And so yep. everyone <laughs> just psychologically panics and then pulls out of all the safe utility coins they're in Yep. How many years is it going to take for that bullshit to stop? I don't know. Hopefully not long, Rob, because, <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's tiring to watch. And I, I basically, I've got stuff now. I just go, okay, well, you know, I'm going to look at it in two, two years or five years. Because Some people the I've noticed, um, uh, including myself a little bit over the past few years, um, sometimes it's just best to, do your research on your three or four or five best token, that tokens that you like, that have utility. You can see the, the, the team behind it's great. They're not anonymous. They're following a roadmap. Um, and then basically wait for a massive Bitcoin crash. Then look at your other utilities that have dropped down and you go, well, I've been following them. They're awesome. And then you're hopping in them at that spot. So don't... Yeah. Yeah. Once this is what new newbies kind of do in, in crypto trading, I'm finding they're, they're seeing this amazing token with great utility or even a, a crypto or a protocol, they're investing in it right away. Yeah, timing is everything. Yes, timing is everything, and 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 buying the dip. I mean, buying the dip has been so such an overused term, but yeah, but what happens when you buy the dip? And then it dips again, and then it dips again, and then it dips that's, again. That's, you're in a that's, bear market, and you don't even thing. know it. <laughs> well, there's always this, you said timing is everything, but it, from investing in the share market over years, is, there's another saying that time in, right? So how how long are you in it for? Because if you've got a long term view, mm. if you're looking down the track and saying, okay, I'm going to dollar cost average, I'm just going to keep buying this stuff as time goes by. And over time, things will even out. There's always going to be the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows of all the sort of stuff and there's the crashes and the rises. But if you look at the time from when you start getting in to when you start actually investing the money and look, if you've got a five or 10-year plan, uh, then typically you will be fine. Again, not financial. Just holding. <laughs> but it's, you know, 
I think it's it, the crypto market. You 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 lose your mind trying to trade. I mean, there's yes, there's certain people that are exceptionally skilled, have invested a lot of time and money, but I'm sure there's plenty of those guys who got caught out with stuff that's happened recently. They weren't picking that you know no. black swan event of the whole lunar terra luna crash. Yeah, I reckon um, that was so, crazy. I mean, I do do I do do day trading and I win and I lose and um yeah, so but just, then I've got some that I hold and then you, you just got to pick what what works for you. But yeah, my opinion and the opinion of many others in this space is don't invest money you absolutely cannot afford to lose. Like you know, if you if there's a high chance you'll lose volatility. Volatility (laughs) pays and volatility takes away. (laughs) So it's like um, you know, and and this is I think the thing that annoys me most is so many there's so many people who want to point a finger and blame this or blame that or blame Terra Luna or blame a person. The person that looks in the mirror at you every morning is the only person that you can blame because. You're the one that's going in and you've got to take ownership and accountability for the fact that you could lose money. So, you know, doing all the Instagram posts next to your Lamborghini when you're winning, right? Okay. You you want to take that as something that you've done, but then if it goes down, you want someone else to blame. Um, No, life ain't like that in my opinion. Yeah, I've got an example of that. Um when the other day, when I posted on this website, assets.com.au, um, as it was happening, the lunar crash, yeah. I posted in, in the first few minutes that it was really happening. And yeah. I'd saw that the lunar price dropped like 85% from like $80 to like $5. Yeah. And like as a sometimes day trader, in terms of my my brain was telling me, man, it's down like from eighty something dollars to five dollars. Surely this is near the bottom. Even if it only crashes down to like four dollars or five dollars, you know, I'm okay to get in now. So I ended up getting in at about three dollars eighty, and I thought this has got to, it. Might drop to two bucks, but whatever. It, it, in terms of all my other experience, it should you know, come back in the next day or two to like 10 bucks to 20 bucks because it just dropped from 80. So I went in and over the next few days, what wasn't known by everyone was how crazy this was going to be, especially with the UST peg. Because yep. So the lunar market cap went from something like 370 million lunars that existed yep. in the market. I didn't know that it was going to cause billions of lunar tokens to be generated to yeah. try and save yeah. the UST they were printing stablecoin peg. <laughs> so I got in at $3.80 when there were 370 million lunar. A couple of days later, there was there were there was billions and billions of lunar, which watered down the price from when I got, got in at $3.80 to under a cent. Yeah. So who do That's I blame? Am I going to get on Twitter and go, screw you? I but it's my fault. Yeah. I, I lost my money. No one gives. No one cares, mate. No one's going to no, say, no, no, "Here's your no. money back." That, and do you know what? It's easier going through life. Experience. It's easier going through life, in my opinion, uh, taking responsibility and accepting the blame for everything. 
<laughs> rather because it's at, trying to put it out in other people, A, it doesn't work, um, you know, and it's just, it's tiring. So just go, okay, you got to go in with your eyes open and you got to know what, you, what you're in for, good or bad. You can't yeah, that's how you throw like a stuff. cock. It's, it's, um, I, that's how I've always gotten good at stuff and how I've failed a lot. Um, I don't mind failing. It's all about fail fast. Um, yep. So, you know, if I do 100 trades like that and 90 of them fail, the, the, the amount of well, everything that I learn hopefully makes me do some killer trades. So it, it should all come out in the wash. If you, stay, if you stay open, learn as much as you can and then just basically keep going. I'm not saying doubling down or revenge trading. If you no, ever no, try no. to chase your money, it never normally works. I'm saying go and have a bushwalk or something, wait a couple of months, and then when you're ready and you think you've actually learned from some of your mistakes, then yeah, yeah. you should be able to come good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually, um, funnily enough, even more excited about the future of this whole space with a lot of this stuff happening than, than negative. This is stuff that has to happen. And a lot of the crap has to be cleared out. And this is all new. People are forgetting everyone is learning. There's no experts no, in this space. No there's, there's no one that has a track record to go, right, well, the next step, if we do this, this is absolutely guaranteed that this is going to happen. No one knows that. Everyone's trying to figure it out, just like everyone was trying to figure out the internet. Everyone was trying to work out, what's this WWW thing? You know, like, yeah, yeah. it's just people have no idea of um, what this stuff is. The, the and all these population. registrars that were inventing new TLDs thinking they're going to destroy .com and they never did. Um, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going on to the subject that we were talking about, uh, I'm going to put my glasses on here so I can read this, get my, get my, my seeing eye dogs on. Um, someone who's very well known in the domain investing space um, Mr. Rick Schwartz, uh, the Domain King. And that's a self-titled name there, but I think it's a, a valid one. He's some people. I mean, there'd only be <laughs> two or three people in the world that could claim that, and he's definitely one of them. Yeah. He um, he wrote an article on, the, on his blog. He did some stuff on Twitter first. Now, I will, we'll put a link to this because I don't want to read it all because it, it goes on quite long. Uh, but he does a Domains versus Bitcoin, the ultimate challenge and visible test the reason domains win and win big. And he goes on, he's, he's been investing in Bitcoin from back in 2013, 2013 the first time he bought a Bitcoin. Um, but he does a comparison about what he's got in terms of assets, what money's been made from his domain names versus what it would be if he bought crypto at a certain price, if he bought a thousand Bitcoin. It's really quite a fascinating in-depth look um, and in his viewpoint and in his examples uh, domain names win and I think it's an interesting one to look at um, I the way I look at things is I don't it's definitely not an either or uh, I think Bitcoin has a very different use case to domain names and I don't think they, they can be compared but to me it's comparing apples with oranges um, it's, it's a bit like saying buying shares in a company versus buying an investment property. They both have their pros and cons, 
but they both have extremely different use cases. Uh, so I think do domains to me will always be my top tier um, digital, digital asset. asset. Yeah, because they, they do so many things. They, they It provides a place where a business can be built. It's, you know, it's the place where multi-billion dollar companies call home, right? The it's, utility you know, of domain names versus the, cryptocurrency like Bitcoin. Absolutely. They, they have, they have a, a, a resale price that the owner of the domain typically has control over far more than they do over cryptocurrencies. That we, we don't have any control. A domain comes with a dream. A domain it does. comes with a dream. Because exactly. if you're buying that brand, it is an NFT. It's a one in a mil. It's a one in a billion. It, it's a unique one-off digital yep. asset. And whoever's yep. buying it, they are buying it for a reason. They have a dream that when I get this, I'm going to build this brand and I'm going to turn it into this. Yep. When you're yep. getting Bitcoin or buying crypto, you're basically going, I'm going to buy it and then I'm just going to try and sell it for higher than what I bought it for. That's it. There's yeah. no... There's no extra dream attached to it. Yeah, and you, and you've got to go along with what the market is. So, I mean, yes, with domains, there are certain there there are comparable names that you can look at that you can say, well, that name that domain sold for sixty thousand dollars or six hundred thousand dollars, whatever the price is. This one I've got is sort of similar or in a sort <laughs> of similar type category as what that name is. So it could be a similar price, but that's really about as close as you get. You can't. It's not like looking at real estate where there's 10 houses in a street. They're all similar shape, sizes, number of rooms. And that house sold for 600000 So this house is probably worth about 600000 know, So typically in real estate, that's what you're doing. You can't really do that with domain names because as Rob just said, they're an individual asset with unique qualities that no other domain on the planet has. That's it. So, and dreams are built. Empires are built on... On domain names and just in case anyone's doubting this all of these cryptocurrencies and DeFi services and nfts and platforms guess what they've all got websites they've all got domain names they, they do. don't ex they don't exist so um I, I think the utility of stuff that's coming down the down the path with cryptocurrencies and nfts and decentralized finance or DeFi as it's called they're hand in hand. I don't. I think to say that one is going to dominate the other or take over isn't having a bigger pic, bigger picture of what is actually going to be transpiring with all the use cases of this stuff. So it's very exciting. Rob and I are excited. In case you we can't. are, but when when I say domain names nowadays, I don't just talk about as digital assets.com or .com.au anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I think it is expanding. Um, I mean, I even, I've been buying up, I mean, I bought my first .eth um, domain name um, yep. from ens.domains a couple of years ago. I've been buying buying them for years under multiple mm -hmm. um, entities. Um, but I'm right now, especially in this bottom, I'm really looking into it. And um, if I share the screen for a second. Uh, Go for it. Share screen. Um, share. I mean, you can just see two weeks ago um, on decrypt.co, uh, domain names are fueling the latest NFT craze on Ethereum. Here's why. Um, ENS, um, which is the .eth domain name space on 
if you call it Web3 or basically on the blockchain, because it's not on the normal DNS yet. Um, they had $1.3 million worth of sales US in the last 24 hours, two weeks ago. Um, you, should, you should go and have a look at this, this article. You can probably Google it. Just Google this, um, this yeah. title here and you'll find this article. Um, there's so many... Basically, I've been following, and all the three, you can't get a two-letter .eth, by the way. Um, no. All the three-letter .eths are gone. Mm-hmm. All the, the three-number .eths, sorry, are gone. So from zero to 999, they're all gone. Yep. And they're going, they're selling for thousands of dollars. And you can only buy them on the aftermarket now. You can't hand register them. They're all gone. Yeah. And pretty much all the four letters as well, like one, two, three, four .eth, they're all gone too now. And they're yeah. all selling for thousands of dollars each as well. Um, now, I have, I mean, I'll give you one more example before I talk about this. Um, see, public figures have already started using ENS names on their, as their Twitter usernames, like Jimmy yep. Fallon uses Fallon.eth, yep. um, all these other people, the Coinbase CEO, and Coinbase is one of the biggest crypto exchanges in the world, um, a centralized exchange. Um, the CEO of Coinbase uses this. Um, the guy who invented Ethereum, um, via, uh, what's his name again? Vitalik. Yeah, Buterin Vitalik. Buterin, yeah, he yep. uses, yeah, Buterin Vitalik. He uses Vitalik.eth. He uses his surname. Um, I bought my surname, luckily, years ago, um, .eth, because they're all, they're all pretty much, go- they're all gone. Um, and you'll see here, there's, on Twitter, Twitter's so powerful for, for business. I mean, we all know. Yeah. I mean, Elon Musk just offered, what was it, 44 billion or 42 billion to buy Twitter? And that's still, we don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, but this guy, he's using 8747.eth. Um, and he gives an idea of, you know, a couple of weeks back what he thinks on four digit numbers. Um, he says there's only 10,000. Um, he said it's basically a club because you only there's only ten thousand numbers that are yeah, four yeah. digits long. So if you're if you have a four digit dot ETH, you're in a club. Only ten thousand people in the world have those. The reason that I think these are becoming so valuable is because people are speculating a little bit. Um, and this is only my opinion, and it could be it could be wrong. Um, but let's say that uh, Web3 does, does kind of happen and the metaverse, which technically could be the new internet, um, which means like new browsers would come out so that instead of finding uh, websites and emails and, and, and stuff like that on the DNS, you'd be, mm-hmm. you'd be finding you'd be able to use basically a new internet, which some people are calling Web3 or the metaverse, right? Now, in that case, it makes sense to me that .eth um, domain names will work on the ENS. And the ENS, what's the ENS? It could be the Ethereum name service instead of the DNS. So if Ethereum literally becomes the blockchain backbone of the internet, Mm -hmm. and it's possible... Yeah. Then you would think that .eth could be it could be the .com of the dot of the ENS. 
That being said, maybe people like um, ICANN, who runs basically governs.com and like the DNS, yeah, they could technically uh, plug into the ENS and say, well, you can still use your .com on the ENS. So that could happen. Or people might just go, fuck that. I, we're not going to, .com's for boomers. We're going to start using .eth. We don't know who, how. Who knows? How, yeah, how exactly. is going to go. And if that happens, um, that's so powerful because the, the silly DNS, to me, I already find the DNS and .com and .com.au um, dated. When you buy a .com or .com.au, you can put a website on it and you can have email. The end. Um, with .eth, once ENS goes mainstream, and it could go mainstream in two years or 20 years, I don't know when, and I don't know exactly how the infrastructure is going to be set up, but when that goes mainstream, your .eth name, it's, I've got to find something here, Ed. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I want to spend and, a second. And I think it's a case of, uh, as you said, we don't know what the utility of this is going to be, what's going to uh, be developed to increase um, more of a similar use case, you know, will we be able to have websites on .eth? I don't, I don't know. I really don't know the answers to, to any of these. And it's all unfolding as we, as we speak. Everything you can do with your ENS name right now. Cool. So that was, this was, I mean, that, that was from that, that, that 2019. Was it, it's, come, yeah. it's come forward since then. But, and this is on medium.com. But even a couple of years ago, right, um, uh, where is it? Here we go. I mean, this is a couple of years old. So with a, with a .eth name, you've got your email, yep. you've got your URL, where, wherever you want that to point to show people like a website. Yep. Um, you've got, a li it, it links to your Twitter, it links to your GitHub. This is a couple of years old. There's way more utility uses now. Um, it connects to your social media, basically with your .eth name, right? You'll be able to put that out there to say, if you want to visit my website, go to, you know, rob.eth. If you want to email me, email me at rob.eth. And then, you, of course, you can do subdomains too. Yes. If you want yep. to send me money, send it to rob.eth. And by the way, I do not own rob.eth, so don't send money there. Um, <laughs> and um, if you want to... Um, Find me on Twitter, go to rob.eth. If you want to contact me through Zoom, go to rob.eth. If you want to, but you, you get what I'm getting at here. Yeah, yeah. And things yeah. that aren't even invented yet. If you want to, if I want to go to a nightclub and they want to know who I am, I'm rob.eth. If I go through the airport and they want to know security on my passport, I'm rob.eth. .eth and the ENS, if ENS and the Ethereum network become the new internet, Owning yeah. your domain name is going to be everything. Yeah, so um, it would pay to get your .eth as a bit of a backstop, a bit of a, you know, um, protection. But here's the thing. There's also, we, we interviewed on our old show, Ed, um, this Mr. Mr. Cram guy from Unstoppable Domains. Yes, yeah. Um, they're selling .crypto and .wallet. Yep and dot blockchain over at unstoppable domains. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, people that don't have their dream dot ETH, maybe they have one of those that does the same 
utility on the new internet, on the metaverse, on Web3 internet, yeah. on the Ethereum internet, whatever it's going to be called. We're basically at 1994 of this thing, I reckon. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah, I think there's there's so many things that um, 10 years down the track will reveal uh, what we've just talked about now <laughs> and what people are using them for to be quite amazing. And I think um, I, I just don't discount it. I think be open. You've, always, you've got to be open to all this stuff uh, because people who are in the newspaper business were poo-pooing the internet saying, this internet thing is all just crap, you know, and newspapers will never die and magazines will never die. And, um, and, and they yeah, have the record industry was saying, uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll always be putting CDs in music stores. No one can stop us. Yeah. So never say never, uh, keep an open mind <laughs> and hedge, hedge your, uh, hedge your bets a bit. I think, um, don't completely just write any of this stuff off without doing a lot of research and giving it time because there's a lot of clever people out there who are developing all this sort of stuff. Well, some um, people are trying to be geniuses. They're trying to figure out what's going to happen, you know, in five, 10 years. And if you invest now and write it out, hopefully it's, it's yeah, worth, yeah. worth your time, especially not, to get... Not financial advice, do your own research. <laughs> I've got one. I've got a sentence that I'll say to people, make your own decisions. Yeah. Like, don't blame anyone else for it. Anyway. Nah. No, no, it's it's exactly what we keep talking about. Um, um, so we, we've been talking for a while and we'll put a lot of links down below. Um, yeah, yeah. Every now and then me and Ed just like to have a chat about what we've been doing over the last week or two. Um, sometimes we just hit the record button. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, like today. Uh, and, you know, we'll have guests on other times. But I think, um, yeah, there's a lot of links we need to put in this particular episode for people to go on follow up and they can spend time reading it uh but yeah a lot going on a lot of good stuff good. going on and look the, i want to give a go on you you, you go yeah i just i'm just saying you know there's a lot of people out there that are that are hurting right now so we're not trying to be blase there's a lot of people have lost you know a shit ton of money um and they may never recover from it, but you know they can recover from it. But they, it may feel like they can't recover from it. But it's uh, uh, hang it comes on. down from learning. I mean, if 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 you've been hurt by this by crypto going down, you either hold and think that it's going to come back, or yep. you you pick the the next right time and use all your experience to go again. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, I think, writing off the spaces because of a couple of things that have happened uh, would be, in my opinion, unwise. Now, there's, there's some people who watch this uh, uh, show who probably only, only want us to talk about domain names and some people who only want us to talk about crypto and blockchain. But, and NFTs. you know... We will some some episodes we will we will do that where where there's a focus or we have a guest on, but uh, in episodes like this we're just mixing it all up. Um, but we'd like your feedback, um, and of course, if this is your first time watching us on YouTube or listening to us on Spotify, follow us, like us if you liked it. If you don't like it, don't like it. But um, please subscribe. We want to have you uh, on the list so you see the stuff that comes out. Um, so I think I think we've about covered what we were going to talk about. Uh, 
again, it's one of those constantly evolving spaces, mate. It's it is nev- never a dull moment in either domain names or or Web three. All right, I'll see you next time, mate. Okay, we're done. Um, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for tuning in for this um, episode of the Asset Show. Uh, greatly appreciated, and thanks, Rob. We'll see you on the next episode um, with our special guests that we've got lined up. So yes, stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. We've got some corkers. See ya. See ya, everyone. See ya. Bye.